0: Let's record a podcast.
1: Good vibes, good vibes.
0: I'm Liza Poor.
1: I'm Mike Palasik.
0: Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection. Watch them and discuss.
1: When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD
0: Death Deathmatch. Match. Welcome
1: to the pod. It's time for the podcast. <laughs> we gotta we gotta have a song. We don't have a song.
0: We have a song.
1: No, we have like... Tir-
0: yeah, we have free Jin- library music. <Fry-ống> That's great. And
1: it's wonderful free library music. And I appreciate those musicians so much.
0: Hey, I paid for it. It's not free.
1: Oh, how much did you pay for it? <laughs> we gotta like talk a- <laughs> about our finances.
0: <laughs> no, it's like a monthly subscription.
1: Women be... Buying monthly subscriptions <laughs> To library music services <laughs> On behalf of their podcast That's A fact I tell you, You know We got one movie this week And it's uh, Applicable to What is happening Outside Cause The heat Is really uh, Something okay. else Was that the most tortured thing I've ever okay. said Okay I
0: gotta go It's very hot out <laughs> I gotta go
1: there was probably a way more efficient way to say that.
0: <laughs> the heat, am I right?
1: There you go. It's, instead of using the word applicable <laughs> rolls off the tongue.
0: Um cool. Do we have any topics at the top?
1: Yeah, the heat. I, I brought it up already. Okay. It's hot outside. Go with me here. Come on.
0: <laughs> Do we have any other topics at the top? The warmth. Sir?
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) no, I don't have anything. It's hot outside. It's summer, baby. It's summer, baby. It's, um, it's, uh, the last day of Emmys voting, so if you're a Television Academy member, by the time you're hearing this, you can no longer affect any change, but, um... But I hope you made the right choice. I hope you made the right choice. I I won't. I'm not gonna say what you should have voted for, but maybe if you, uh, voted for the show that I work on, that'd be great. (laughs) Um... I know we have a lot of Television Academy members, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. What else is going on in the world? Nothing. Great. Absolutely
0: nothing. Nothing's happening.
1: No topics at the top then.
0: No. None.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything to you. I don't think so. Great.
0: Let's let's get into it, man. Let's, let's get just, into it. Let's just you know slam into this, let's, much like uh, how Melissa McCarthy would slam into something. You know what I mean? Just with gusto, with the full force. Of her comedy chops. We watched two movies! (laughs) This week we watched The Heat from 2013 and Kill Bill Volume 1 from 2003. Up first,
1: it's The Heat, baby. It's The Heat. Hey, have I mentioned... It's hot out. It's hot outside right now. (laughs) Portland, we're thinking of you.
0: We are. It's very, it's extra (laughs) hot in Portland, apparently. Jesus, this is the worst. Welcome to the weather podcast, where we tell you the weather from a couple of days ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. The Heat, 2013, directed by Paul Feig. Love me some Feig. I'm a real Feig head. Uh, Feig foot. Feig. Fire Feig. Paul Feigenator. I'm a fig fiend.
1: Fiend for fig. I fiend for fig. You're a fiend for fig. We
0: you're got there. you a- uh, summary. Is <laughs> an uptight FBI special agent is paired with a foul-mouthed Boston cop to take down a ruthless drug lord.
1: That's true. It's true. That's it doesn't. Good. It
0: doesn't really. Uh, you know,
1: speak to the funny. Right, that could be The Departed or something. Right,
0: exactly. But it is technically what this film is about.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's uh, it's Sandra Bullock.
0: Sandy Bullock!
1: And it's Melissa McCarthy. It's Paul Feig after Bridesmaids. I think this is his first movie after Bridesmaids. Possibly. Um, And so... uh, you know, he's coming off a huge hit, Yeah, works with some of the biggest stars in the world. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, I think, became a huge star off of Bridesmaids and then mm-hmm. did her own thing. And, and, and this is one of the movies that kind of solidified her, t- I think, to me anyway. As, I hope, yeah. As a, like, oh, this is not only, like, one of the funnier people, but also someone who can, who's, like, a star. Like, yeah, th- I mean,
0: I knew she was a star way back on Killmore Girls. Right. So I'd, like, I'd been a M- Melissa McCarthy head. Melissa... <laughs> the look I just got. i've just i been a fan of melissa mccarthy for a very long time by the time bridesmaids came around
1: yeah i i you know i remember her from go mm. you know what i mean she's like in go for one scene yeah and that movie came out in 99 and i remember her in that movie being really funny yeah in that one scene and being really weird and like and and memorable. Mm-hmm. She, I remember her being memorable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, so then she was on Gilmore Girls for the longest time. And that's kind of, you know, if that's all she'd ever done. Yeah. It would be like, okay, great. Melissa McCarthy. Great career. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was the kind of second banana on this very popular beloved show for yeah. 10 years probably. Right?
0: Yeah. But always my favorite.
1: Right. 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 And then after Gilmore Girls, she's just had, she's just become one of the, you know, I think what maybe Will Ferrell was to the 2000s, Melissa McCarthy was to the 2010s, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. She like, just
0: has the career that I want is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just wildly Good. jealous of her is what okay. I'm saying. Um, but yeah. So who else is in this? Anyone? There's other people in this movie.
1: We said Sandra Bullock. We did. Um, <laughs> Uh, Tony Hale is in it. Tony um, Hale is in it. Damien Bashir, 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 I think, who plays the um, FBI uh, head of, head guy who's, like, moving jobs or whatever. Yeah, no,
0: um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Why can't I think of his name? Uh, he's married to Colby Smolders. Colby Smolders. Oh, Taron Killam. Taron Killam. Taron Killam. It rolls off the tongue. Taron Killam and Colby Smolders. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uh, Colby Smulders not in this movie. Karen Gillan's in this movie. Um, uh, You know a bunch of uh, comedy people. Great. Uh, So the heat. Yes. What do you what 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 do you feel? What do you say? (laughs) What's the news?
0: Um, It's funny. I uh, it is funny. I uh, I don't. I'm when I think about the first time I I watched it. I for some reason had an overwhelming sense that I didn't like it when we watched it. But I don't know why that is, because it's great.
1: I have the same thing. Right? I feel like almost every time I watch it, I have a fully different experience of this movie. <laughs> I feel like the first time we saw it, I was, like, underwhelmed. And then I, feel, I think that we went back to it, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think that since then, I've really liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I always... I I always forget large chunks of it. You know what I mean? Like, I actually think, so it's a cop, it's a cop buddy comedy thing. Yeah. And it it very uh, clearly is someone, um, I think anyway, Katie Dippold who wrote it going in a, in a, in a cool way, like, Hey, this is the kind of buddy cop comedy that I saw all the time when I was a kid. And what if we did it with women? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I think that that's, it works.
0: And yeah, and and you know, obviously, we'll get into it. But the thing that I love about it, honestly, is you've got these two powerhouses, obviously, mm-hmm. Sandy Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, um, and it is it is very clearly just like, hey, what if we did a buddy cop movie, but it was girls, right? Right. Um, but it's not. I feel like sometimes with with movies like that, where they're like, hey, what if it was girls? What if we do this very, like, masculine, uh, stereotypically masculine setup with women? Mm -hmm. There can be a tendency to, um, to either really try to uh, make the women masculine in that you make them like dirty they don't care about this you know you know yeah. what I mean they're, again all stereotypes I'm speaking in broad stereotypes here right um, or it's like they they hyper focus on the fact that they're women can you believe that they're women right and they're not ignoring that uh, so there's a whole opening scene with Sandra Bullock's character where she's like leading this bust. And they go in, and it's a bunch of dudes and her, and they bust into this house, and they have the dog there, and they're like, There's aren't, there aren't any drugs here, there aren't any guns, like, you were wrong. And she's like, oh, was I? And she's very cocky and yes. very sure of herself and very, like, snarky and finds the guns and finds the drugs. Um And as she walks out of the room, one of the other guys says, hard to believe she's single. And it's like, literally all we've demonstrated so far is that she is better at her job than you are. Right. That is all we have demonstrated. And she knows it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like such, and I was like, oh, come on. Come on. Well, Later on, they try (laughs) to,
1: they kind of establish that it's like. Oh, she's like a stick in the mud. You know what I mean? Yes. She's like by the book. I don't think that first scene quite exactly. Does the it, first is scene does not saying. demonstrate it. Yeah, Sorry. Like,
0: yeah. No, no. That's but no. It's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. It's like you know, because that's the first ten minutes of the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's yeah. just her doing her thing. Right. Um, she just
1: comes off as competent.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the rest of them look stupid. Yeah. And then you look salty because she found the drugs yeah. and you didn't. Um, and then yes, later on, it's established that she's a stick in the mud and she meets Melissa McCarthy and Melissa McCarthy is very like fly by the seat of her It's right. like really in her neighborhood. Like she grew right. up there. She lives in the like busted down building. She, um, has a rapport with like the sex workers and the right. drug dealers and, you know, um, and that's how she does her job really right. well.
1: And Melissa McCarthy is like, is sloppy and aggressive and yeah. crazy and all this stuff, but it doesn't, to me, it it doesn't come off as like, oh, they made her like a man.
0: Exactly. She's still
1: like, she's still sexual. Like she's still like very. Yeah, that's I mean, like-
0: actually like a running joke. If there's all these right. men who are like, hey, you never called me, and she's like, Jesus Christ. Right. All right. Uh, yeah, we had a great night, and that was just a one time thing. And yeah, it's like a running joke throughout the throughout the the movie. Right. Um. Yeah, and I also think it helps that Melissa McCarthy tends to can tend to play that kind of character like bridesmaids character um there's i know there's another one that i'm not thinking of but she she does that kind of like
1: right and i I guess it's a little weird that it's played as a joke that like this person has sex yeah but it is also kind of i think like i guess refreshing is that the right word i don't know yeah
0: well and it's the way that she plays it i think she's so funny yeah yeah is is she's really great Yeah. Guys, I'm a big fan of Willis McCarthy. Right.
1: Um, the, okay. Okay. So, so I think what, something I was trying to get to earlier was like, so they made this movie with, you know, it's a classic buddy cop thing and Sandra Bullock is so great in it. And Mm -hmm. I don't think of her, you know, I mean, I know like I never thought of her as a comedy actress, even though like Miss Congeniality and while you were sleeping and all these movies, like, um, it's part of what kind of made her America's sweetheart. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I have the
0: same thing where I don't think of her as a comedy person, but she definitely is.
1: Right, exactly. And she's so good in this. Mm-hmm. And like, you really, they have such a good chemistry together. Yeah. Anyway, the point is just that there's the only, the, the only thing for me that's like, doesn't work about the movie mm-hmm. is that the case they're trying to solve and the like bad guys Mm -hmm. are such a kind of black hole of just like, like I think one of the reasons that my experience with this movie is always so, so like forgetting large chunks of it and all this stuff is because the plot is like, like it's, it's like gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) It might make total sense on paper. It probably does. Uh But any part of the movie where they're talking about like the case Mm -hmm. is like my brain shuts off. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's like they're speaking a foreign language, and I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter because the jokes are good, and that's right. the most important part. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't actually care, but it's just a funny thing watching it this time where I was like, oh, yeah, like, what? Who's the bad guy in this? What is this? Like, what's, the, like,
0: you know what, yeah. what I mean? and,
1: and it's, oh, I guess it's, like, drug trafficking or something that they're, they're like, getting to the bottom of. I don't even know if that's a problem that needs to solve. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't have, I don't have too much trouble. I hear what, I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily have that problem. Also, I think, and you said this, it's, it's not, that's not what it's necessarily about. It's right. about these two women and how they interact and how they, you know, yeah. bounce off of each other, each other. But I see what, like, it, the, the. Part of the plot that's about the mystery they're trying to solve right. is, like, secondary the, in a, in a connect- weird way.
1: Yeah, the connective tissue is so loose for me Yeah, that it's like, anytime we're, we're in that, I'm like, oh, I, I'm so bored. And it, But then we get to the comedy set pieces, which are also good, and um, it, I, I guess all I'm saying is, like, if they make a Heat 2, which I hope they do... <laughs> Um, it seems like whoever the bad guy is in that could have, that could be like a juicy role for someone. Yeah. And in this one, it's like kind of, it's kind of non-existent in a weird way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I don't have too many notes from this cause it's just, it's good. It's funny. It's good performances. It's a, li- a little long, but also I'm like there for the ride. Yeah. Um, I love the opening of it. It's very like '70s disco.
1: Yeah, it's doing whacka, kinda, whacka, 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 right whacka. like the super bad thing. Yeah, just, like oh, we're gonna throw this like, kind of like Sheen over it of like '70s badassness.
0: Yeah, and like here we are in New York City, and, right? You know, because that's where you start. Um, the soundtrack is great. There's a lot of great songs yeah. that are in it. So there's a whole scene where where the Bell character and uh, Multiple McCarthy character are like bonding and they get drunk together. Right.
1: And Santa that's Bela such char- a good sequence.
0: Yeah. And the uh, Sandy's character is like, Oh, I was, I was married once. And Melissa McCarthy goes, really? Wow. Was he a hearing man?
1: <laughs> and you like
0: lost it, lost it, like crying, laughing. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. And then we found out later because y'all, It's got a blooper reel. It's got a blooper reel that's, like, 30 minutes long. Yeah. It's incredible, as you would expect. It's just, like, so amazing. But that line is, like, um, a joke, like, an offhand improvised joke that Melissa McCarthy made. Yeah. But, like, the first time she made it, she, like, fucked it up or something. Yeah. And then she's like, it's not even worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it made
0: you cry laugh, so.
1: It really did. She had such... She has so many good lines in this. There's, I mean, there's, it's that, it, we just saw this in This is 40, is like, is that thing? It's like, oh, obviously Melissa McCarthy is one Is one of those people where you could turn on the camera and they will uh, go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like riff and riff and riff and riff. And, riff and, and I don't know, I think she's like a groundlings person or yeah, some so. kind of like sketch yeah. improv training that's just like, I will go until you tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, And so much of that, then so then you have all that i mean we talk i talk about this all the time but like so then you have all that great stuff and it's like well do you you know the i really respect the movies that can take that and edit it down and don't fall too much in love with just like extended watching
0: her go right and it's
1: not because she's not funny but it's because like you have to pace things you have to like Not wear out your welcome in a scene. You have to do all that stuff, and I think the heat for the most part does that. I do think it feels a little long. Again, it's for me, it's that connective tissue stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, this is all like, but I'm talking about such like weird. I'm I'm not making a great point, but I'm talking about such weirdly nuanced stuff Mm -hmm. out front because the movie works and is good. Right, exactly. But it's
0: like I think, and I think it's a real testament to it that what essentially you're saying is that you just want to watch Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy do their thing together. Yeah. Like that's what, that's the part that's the most interesting and the most fun. Right.
1: right. So
0: all of this plot is getting in the way. <laughs> right. Well, and, and
1: the trick is to write, to, 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 to make the plot feel like it's not just a way to set up the set pieces. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the movie doesn't quite get there, but the set pieces are so good. Yeah. That drunk sequence is so good. Oh, yeah, there's, so good. there's also like, there's a, um, uh, there's a thread through the movie of kind of like poking a hole in, uh, you know, cop shit that you've seen a million times. Yeah. There's a one of the things I really I just like love this sequence so much mm-hmm. is so Sandra Bullock has seen a TV show where they teach you how to like cut open the throat
0: <laughs> of someone who's choking so that they to can trake someone, right? Yeah. Trake someone
1: and stick a straw in there and they can breathe. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, I mean, it's the exact kind of thing you see in like Pulp Fiction or something like that. You know what I mean? And then later in the movie, she tries it and it's a fucking disaster. And she's just like slit this guy's throat. (laughs) Who's also choking. Right. And it's bloody and gross and disgusting. And then like, um, the EMT who's, I think Zach Woods plays the EMT and he's just like, essentially what the fuck you were thinking like yeah. you are like you're, you're not you did more there. damage right exactly it's just like such a funny uh poking holes in like the badassness of cop movies <laughs> yeah that stuff all re- works really well and is so funny yeah related to that is the uh part where they're trying to they're gonna drop that guy from the balcony from the balcony they like <laughs> try to intimidate a guy and hold him upside down from a balcony And then they realize once they have him there that they can't get him back. Like, they're not, they they don't have the upper arm strength or whatever to get him, to lift him back up. And they end up dropping him. Now, look, should we talk about the copaganda of it all? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know how you watch something like that in 2021 and, like, I laughed at it. I thought it was a funny sequence. I thought they did a great job. I don't think anyone who wrote it had any ill intent. I don't, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't, but, like, there is a, a twinge in my brain of, like, of, you know, uh, these names that flash through my head all the time, and I'm sure yours too, of just, like, people who've been killed by the police in Rough Rides, or shot by the police, or whatever. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's interesting to watch cop shit after yeah. the summer of 2020. Not that we didn't know all this before. Not that it was like a wake, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Like it's just, but it's, it's, uh, it's more at the forefront of everyone's or most people's minds. I yeah, think right exactly. now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So cop comedy is like a weird genre. Right. For, for now. Right. But I, I, I'm not trying to say like this, mo- like I don't have any, you know, I don't have any point here. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it did occur to me while we were watching this that, like, oh, it's different to watch cop. I watch fucking Bosch on Amazon all the time.
0: Yeah. And that
1: show is, like, what? Sweet Amazon call out. Well, I mean, the reason I say that is because I, who's, like, like, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people watch Bosch, but, like. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people so are like, in
0: case you want some Bosch content, well, Amazon like, is where you'll find it.
1: Well, it's like if I say, you know, I just feel like I'm saying like Bosch and like half people are like, that's a show. <laughs> um, I, You know, I, I'm i not saying like, I'm boycotting all cop content or whatever. Right. I'm just saying it occurred to me.
0: You wa- Yeah, you watch it with a different
1: eye. A slightly different lens.
0: Round. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Lens is better than eye.
1: I wasn't punching up. I was <laughs> just saying, I, I. oh my God.
0: <laughs> Great
1: jokes in this movie. Yeah. Great jokes. There's a joke. The guy who played Biff in the Back to the Future movies, whose name I, I can't remember, but he's a really funny actor.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, is like the, is Melissa McCarthy's chief. Yeah. And there's just this really, I, I don't mean to like just ruin these jokes. Like you can skip ahead if you don't want to hear all the jokes that are good. But there's just a very funny sequence where he, and he's like, talks about the toll that this job is taken on him, and he says, he screams, I am 43 years old. Yeah. And he just does not look 43 years yeah. old. Yeah. Oh, what is this podcast where oh, I just I explain jokes from a movie? There's also an, a tossed-off line where Melissa McCarthy, after she's first introduced, she, like, walks into the station. Mm-hmm. And all the cops are, like, standing and laughing. And she's, like, she goes, like, oh, yeah, a real fun comedy party you're having here. <laughs> and it's, like, <laughs> really got me. The yeah. word's comedy party. Comedy
0: party. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, guys, I cannot emphasize the the blooper reel enough. It is
1: so good. It's so good. It's
0: so funny. I want to watch it again right now.
1: It's really good. It's a fifteen minute. Yeah. Like it's the longest one we've seen. Yeah. It's so good. And
0: every single part of it is funny. Yeah. Like it, sometimes with blooper reels, you get like. Oh, yeah, that was really funny, and then it, like, dies down. There was something we had to rewind it, like, four times because I
1: couldn't breathe. It was the one where Melissa McCarthy, like, flubbed her line because she said, she says in the blooper reel, she said she was just enchanted by looking at Sandra Bullock, (laughs) and she, like, lost focus. That was the thing, too, about the blooper reel, and I think it comes through in the movie. Yeah. Is that you can tell they all really liked each other. Yeah. They're joking around with Paul Feig, they're joking around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really does come through... I mean, I, th- I like, I know, you know, a blooper reel, we talk about how much we love it and yeah. we do. Yeah. But I think it's a re- you know, a movie with a good blooper reel means that it was like a fun, fun set. Fun
0: set, exactly. Which is. That yeah. doesn't mean
1: a, a movie with a blooper reel means it was a fun set because we've seen blooper reels that are like, oh, this doesn't seem good. This, this seems, like, seem good. That <laughs> seems like. does not seem good. That person was not happy. Yeah. This person was not in on the joke. I, it is funny always to watch a blooper reel and notice like. Oh, th- that person's pissed off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. like that. It's often the person who keeps fucking up their line. Yeah, and they're pissed off at themselves, or they're just like, or the person acting opposite them is makes a joke that is not generous to them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. I mean, if you're looking for uh, an example of a near perfect blooper reel, uh, blooper reel for the heat, man, can't reco enough.
1: Can't reco enough. I want to say before what do you we move say? on. What do you want to say? I feel like maybe in my talking about how the case in this movie that they're solving is nothing,
0: uh-huh.
1: I came off as a little down on the heat.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not down
1: on the heat. I like it. Up with the heat. Up with the heat. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. And I, I look, I, I, I want to correct the record a little bit.
0: Correct the record. I don't. Know I feel that. like
1: I came off as a little down on the heat. <laughs> anyway. I don't have a lot of notes on this either I feel like we've just that's why I also uh, was talking in a circle the entire time
0: I know because we you know I I don't want to as you said I don't want to ruin all of the jokes Um, but I do just want to like tell you all the jokes because they're so good so they really are go watch the heat it's great is it available
1: to rent or buy but that's about it
0: okay well that works
1: (laughs) it does you know what it does Um, Are you ready for America's Favorite segment?
0: What's the connection? What's the connection?
1: Great. I love that theme song. (laughs) we got to get an orchestra behind that. Yeah, yeah. Um, The connection is that Melissa McCarthy of The Heat is in Charlie's Angels. She is. Starring Lucy Liu, who is in Kill Bill, Volume 1.
0: She's in Charlie's Angels in a scene like like interacting very closely with Lucy.
1: Yeah, Barracuda is playing. Yeah, ooh Barracuda. Yeah, exactly. So good connection, which brings us to our next movie.
0: Next movie,
1: which is Kill Bill, Volume One, from two thousand three, directed by Quirton Turnton turn, Turner. Turner Turnton
0: Turner. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs>
1: Quentin, Quentin Tarantino.
0: Quentin Tarantino.
1: This is a weird joke. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and the IMDb summary is After awakening from a four-year coma, a former assassin wreaks vengeance on the team of assassins who betrayed her. Sure. Sure. Great. Quentin Tarantino, it's his fourth movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, after Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and then Kill Bill. He made it, and then they split it into two parts, which um, at the time was wild. Yeah. Like, I thought. Like, unheard of. Now it doesn't feel crazy at all. I mean, I guess, like, Avengers and so many, like, obviously Lord of the Rings had done kind of a version of this, and they'd shot them all at once, and then... But I I, I don't... uh, It's not not the same, because those were different movies. Anyway, Kill Bill... He put his cut together, and they were like, "No, it's two movies." So they released they released them a year apart. Yeah, um, and so this is volume one. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is the first part.
1: The first part. They released it first. Yeah, <laughs> one of two, um, and it stars Uma Thurman as the bride. Yeah, and it's it jumps around in time, but the story is that she. Wakes up after four years in a coma after she was getting uh, after this team of assassins who she had worked with yeah uh, show up at her wedding and kill everyone. Bill, the leader of the of this group, Mm -hmm. shoots her in the head, um, but doesn't kill her.
0: Right, she survives.
1: She wakes up four years later in the hospital, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's time to wreak vengeance. And she goes. It's time to kill bill kill bill but she has the notebook with all their names yeah and she crosses in this movie she it's who she goes after vivica fox
0: yeah
1: um uh lucy Liu. Mm -hmm. is that it in this movie from her list yeah that's it because then there's all this stuff of her waking up in the hospital she's been abused in the hospital by the orderlies And she, uh, and she kills them and she kills, and it's, so the movies, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. So it's, so it's, uh, the whole thing is an homage to like his favorite things, which is, uh, grindhouse movies, samurai movies, spaghetti Westerns, like all that stuff. And feet. And feet. (laughs) So many feet. That is a fact about Quentin Tarantino that I wish I could unknow.
0: Right. Well also like, I think I asked you, I was like, did, has he confirmed that he has a foot fetish or is it just speculation?
1: Ah, uh, based on everything in his movie? Right,
0: exactly. Because I, I think even at the time, like when I saw Kill Bill, that is not a fact that I knew. Um, and it's only it's only something that I like looked out for with his most recent. Uh huh. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of feet.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the so- first thing I found when I Googled it was the, just that the, just the, the sub headline, uh, well, the headline is what is up with Quentin Tarantino and feet and the sub headline, you know, in the body of the piece is like Tarantino has a foot fetish and is not shy about it.
0: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs>
1: so great. um, <laughs> But it is a thing that I don't think I had noticed, um, you know, which is my own fault. But uh, I had not noticed. And then now knowing it, it's... All you see. AI, in this movie, especially. Yeah. It's just like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's the movie. I mean, the thing with Quentin Tarantino is all his, his movies um, are, you know taking all of his influences wearing them on his sleeve on their sleeves and then kind of uh, you know making a throwing them all in a bucket making like a pastiche kind of thing
0: and just cranking it up to 11
1: cranking it up to 11 yeah and it's like the question with all of them is, does it become more than the sum of its parts? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's and that's the thing that I have with all of his films. I'm like, is this offensive or is it an homage? And <laughs> I think it it dances on the line. This yeah. is a fun fun IMDb trivia fact. This is, I think, it's at his only movie where that doesn't use the N word.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's true.
0: So there's that. It's true. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough he's such a weird one for me because uh-huh. I there's a there's a part of it where it's like I respect you man I respect yeah. you anyone who's gonna go you know all out balls to the walls I'm like yes yeah. do it um and there's something very unapologetic about all of his films yeah um and I respect that and I like that but as I said every every time I'm watching I'm just like is this
1: offensive? <laughs> Is this
0: offensive? I don't know. Like I I think I wrote Is this fully offensive to women and Japanese people? <laughs> like there's just but I will what I will say though, uh another fact um was that he originally so he wrote it uh and the character that Lucy Lou plays
1: Oren, right?
0: Yeah. Um he, so he wrote it and that character was just supposed to be Japanese and then when he cast her he rewrote it to specifically say that the character was Chinese Japanese American yeah. because that's what Lucy Lou is. Right. So that's like an interesting thing and I think kind of cool and, and is a tally in the column of not offensive.
1: Right. Well yeah exactly and I think that the offensive thing is interesting it hadn't really like occurred to me but you're but you're right there's always like a red flag around, like, white guy who's really into Japanese culture. I don't know. Yeah. Not fairly or unfairly. I'm not, like... But I don't ever doubt that his enthusiasms are real, and he's, like, he's so... I mean, he's bringing so much, like, film knowledge. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's actually on... I just listened. He's on WTF this week. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> um, he wrote a novel uh, based on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's, like completely different from the movie in a lot of ways. It's really, it sounds like I want to read it. It sounds interesting. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a unique weird figure. Right. And I also feel like he doesn't, it's, he's like, um, he's like the Sopranos or something where the people who are like really into it, Mm -hmm. uh, are, seem to be talking about like a different thing to me. Like, you know, I'm so sorry. This is like a rant, but like people who watched the Sopranos at the time and got really into it, uh, some of that fan base is like, who's going to get whacked this week? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, and it's like, well, have you watched the show? Like, yes, there's violence, but there's, it's also like long stretches of nothing happening. And
0: yeah, that's not like, like, like what it's about.
1: Meditations on like, uh, post, you know, uh, whatever, on like, uh, you know, suburban ennui and all mm-hmm. that shit. Um, and that's what I think Tarantino has a reputation of like hyper violent, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that Then you watch the movies and there's, like, oh, there's, like, very long di- long dialogue scenes. That's, like, the thing I associate most with him mm-hmm. is these extremely long dialogue scenes that, like, are not efficient in any way. It's people saying the same sentiment over, over and over again. And I don't mean that as a slam on them. I think it's, like, an right. interesting form. All that said, mm-hmm. sorry. No. All that said, that thing that he, like, that people think a Tarantino movie is Mm -hmm. this movie kind of is that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and back on the, the, is this offensive uh, thing? the, The part where it's like, is this offensive to women is for me? Uh, and I think this comes from, so I listened to a podcast, uh, about Buffy the vampire slayer. That's really brilliant. Um, and a really lovely dissection of one of my favorite shows. Um, and, A point that they brought up that, uh, you know, if I was someone else might have ruined it for me, but it didn't. It just provided a new perspective or whatever. It's just all of this stuff about stuff about Joss Whedon that has come out, you know, recently and um, about basically he is playing out his gross misogynistic fantasies in Buffy having her beat up, having her, you know, the things that Xander says to her, like all this other Mm -hmm. stuff and just kind of dissecting that. So now, and that's something that never occurred to me, honestly. Um, So now when I watch stuff that is made by cis white men, um, that is, you know, the first shot is Uma Thurman on the ground beat to shit. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no,
1: it's violence against women. Right, as, uh, exactly, as, as entertainment. Yeah. exactly, exactly. 100%. So,
0: and and again, you know, I'm still on the fence about it. I still watch and enjoy his films, but I think there's a lot of that going on. And with some of the, his other films, it's like. You know, we're not talking about his other films right now, but just the the stuff with the N-word, it's like, oh, is that because, are you, do you put it in your movie so much because you're mad that you can't say it? Is that what's going on? the N-word
1: thing is crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he, I mean...
0: Or are you trying to make an intelligent point?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Right, I think I know. I think he, like, I I think, I think he thinks he has a pass. Yeah. And I think probably... uh, uh, well, I think he uh, you know, I think he thought for a long time he had a pass. Yeah, uh, because it's I'm doing the 70s, man. and yeah. like these are bad people and like all that stuff. And I get that. But like, you know, it's also it gets a little crazy.
0: It and I mean,
1: <laughs> in Pulp Fiction, he's the guy saying that word a lot like he plays that character.
0: Oh, so, you know I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I know that. I okay. know that. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, I have not seen it in many, many years. Yeah,
0: I, this but, is... Uh, sorry, just really quickly. Uh, this is my first Tarantino. This is the first Tarantino I ever saw yeah. was Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have seen Jackie Brown. Have you? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think at the time I watched it as a little bit more of a homework assignment um, and didn't like...
1: Fully absorb it. Do you know what i like Homework for like having a boyfriend who was really into it. Okay. Cool. Great. Love that. I know you do. <laughs> um, really wonderful. Uh, let's go through them and say have you seen them or not? Okay. And we'll talk about them a little bit. Okay. Reservoir Dogs.
0: I think I think I have seen I have seen parts of Reservoir Dogs. Okay. I know I know the premise of it. Yeah. And I feel like I I can picture in my brain a scene in, like, a warehouse with Steve Buscemi or
1: something. Yeah, like, the whole thing almost takes place in a warehouse. So.
0: Great. Okay. Yeah. So, maybe I just, like, walked in when you were watching <laughs> it or something.
1: <laughs> um, I think I watched it in the past couple of years. I think it holds up pretty well. It's, yeah. like, it's also his first, and it's made for very little money, and, like, yeah. it takes place mostly in a warehouse. And it's, be, it's like, it's, you know, it's that thing where the, the essence of it feels a little pure. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, haven't no. seen. I haven't seen in a long time. I wonder if it holds up. Jackie Brown, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2. Yes, yes. Death Proof. No. I've seen and enjoyed a lot. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, you've seen. Yes.
0: Love Inglorious. Bastards. Love that movie.
1: Django Unchained, we both yes. seen. Eh. <sighs> Hateful Eight, we've both seen. Yes. I liked it. I don't think you loved it.
0: Yeah, I liked it. I, it was fine. I, I mean, love it was,
1: it. speaking of the N-word. That yeah, was like,
0: exactly. I think that was honestly my biggest issue with it. And lately. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes.
1: Which, how do you feel?
0: How do I feel about the yeah. Once Upon I really like Once Upon a Time in
1: Hollywood. Our movie-going experience was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I forgot about that. That woman, oh man. Yeah. That was bad. Anyway, so this for me, mm-hmm. I think maybe along with Django, is maybe my least favorite. Volume 1 or Kill Bill as a whole? Kill Bill as a whole. I kind of consider it as a whole. Okay. Even though, okay, uh, we're all over the place right now. We
0: truly are. I'm so sorry, (laughs) We haven't really
1: talked about, like, anything in the movie itself, which is, like, the anime sequence and the... Listen,
0: it's organic conversation. It
1: is. (laughs) Um, I kind of consider them as a whole, even though I remember when this came out. I was in college. Mm -hmm. I think we saw it. Yeah, we did. Together. Yeah. And... And I think I saw it a bunch. Like, I think I saw, Mm -hmm. I think I've seen this movie like five times maybe. Yeah. And then Kill Bill Volume 2 came out a year later. I think I went to see it with people from college. Okay. And I, and I think we had a fight about it. Oh, great. Because I think like, it was like, you You. were waiting for me to see it or something. Uh. And then I went and saw it with people from school. Mm. Classic me. Not cool. <laughs> Would take it back if I could. <laughs> and Clearly
0: I still remember that.
1: I remember it. And didn't like volume two at all. And I think that's the only time I've seen it because I think I felt guilty about uh, seeing it. But anyway, I really, I remember really disliking it. I'm actually, look, I didn't want to watch it again before this podcast because we're only talking about volume one. And I didn't want to like uh, get, you know, I wanted to talk about volume one. Yeah. But um, I am gonna watch the second one again. I think.
0: Oh, you don't want to wait for it to come up on the podcast? N-
1: no. <laughs> I mean, that could be years. I don't know. I've watched. It's true. Um, but one thing I wanted to bring up,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: you were talking, we were talking about offensiveness and and violence against women and all this thing, is that you know, so this is a Harvey Weinstein movie. Yeah. Like it is a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it is. Also, very, very, very much a Harvey Weinstein movie. This mm-hmm. His name's right up front. It's a Miramax movie. Yeah. He's very much associated with it. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's inescapable from the movie. And also, it's come out in recent years mm-hmm. that, like, so Uma Thurman was in Pulp Fiction. She was in this. She was Quentin Tarantino's, like, I don't know, muse or just, like, collaborator or whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah. Apparently for this one, it was like a, an idea that they conceived together. Oh
1: yeah. It says in the credits based on the character of the bride by Q and U, Q and, and U, which is, Uma, yeah,
0: exactly. which I
1: didn't realize until I read that after. Yeah. But, um, but you know, there's a sequence in this, in, I think it's more in Kill Bill volume two, but it, I think there's a shot from it mm-hmm. here where, uh, she's in a car, she's driving, it's black and white. She's driving to Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. It's in the end of the movie. And, Uma Thurman had heard from a grip or something that like when they refitted the car from a, uh, from a, a stick shift to an automatic, mm-hmm. that something like she, the, someone on the crew told her like, hey, this doesn't seem safe. And she asked Quentin if a stunt person could do it instead of her, like someone who drives these things professionally. Mm-hmm. And he insisted and like through a fit, and insisted that she do it. And she got in a fucking car accident.
0: Oh, wow. And almost
1: died. Jesus. And, like, has neck problems still. Oh, my and God. And did not work with him again after that. And, like, wow. their relationship apparently was tarnished forever. You know what right. I mean? Right. And there was a really good interview with her in the New York Times a couple of years ago. And this was all, like, tied to Me Too and all this stuff and the mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein things. And, um... And Harvey Weinstein also tried to rape her several times. Like, that's yeah. in that article, too, and all this yeah. stuff. But, and she then she had to fight for years to get the footage of the crash. Because, you know what I mean? And To, like, prove something. Yeah, to prove, yeah. The, like, legal proceedings and all this stuff. And she Jesus. had to fight in court for years to get it. And she finally got it, and it's like, you can watch it. It's, it's Did bad. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's bad.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Um. But, so, all that stuff, like... You know, I, I, like, I watch plenty of movies that are made by monsters. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love her. I'll always love her as my baby. Yeah. Like, and I just watched American Werewolf in London, and that movie is one of my favorites. And that, the guy who made it is, like, essentially a murderer. Right. Um, <laughs> um and, uh, and I've watched plenty of, I love plenty of movies where there's, like, been, the stories of the set are terrible. I mean, what, like, Stanley Kubrick did to Shelley Duvall on The Shining is, like, infamous. And yeah. And I will always love The Shining. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so everyone's, and, you know, it may, it's, maybe it's easy for me as a, as a cis white guy, straight guy, to say this, but, like, everyone's metrics for these things are always different. Yeah. And for, but for me, I was watching Kill Bill, and I was like... Yeah, I don't know. Not real. It doesn't really do it for me now. Well, especially this one. I don't this think one. this was worth it.
0: Yeah, especially this one. I mean, here's the thing. the the It's it's very stylized. It's very, you know, like you said, there's a whole anime sequence that is very cool.
1: It's the best part of the um, movie for me.
0: Yeah. Um, the fight choreo is delicious. Yeah. Very,
1: very specific and stylized. Very cool. Um, very practical. Like, yeah. Like, it's all... Done for real, which is yeah. so amazing.
0: Yeah. But this one feels like, to me, the least... um, oh, The least passable as not just his fantasies played out on the
1: screen. Oh, 100%. Like,
0: there's even a scene... I Because I had the thought, and then immediately following my thought was a scene where she is there's something where it's like she's in the bathroom and the camera literally goes through the, the stall, the door of the stall Mm. to get to her. And it's just like, Oh, that was fully just like, I want to peep in a woman's bathroom. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like it was so blatant and it was insane to me. There was no other reason. There's no reason for you to go through. There's no like plot driven reason (laughs) for you to go through the door. Um, and it was just like wow this is crazy um yeah so this one feels like the most you know you can look at something like django and be like well is he making a comment on blah 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 blah, yeah. you know what i mean and Inglorious bastards that's obviously like what if you know the whatever happened right, and right, right. rewriting history right. that he likes to do um and those are different things so you can you can sort of say like okay maybe this is about this kill bill is just his fantasies. Yeah,
1: it his really does feel like gross that. dark fantasies playing out <laughs> on screen. It does. There's parts that are fun. Yeah, like you said, the di- the the the, sequ- the sequences are great. Like some of the dialogue is fun. I there's so many parts of the movie that I that I do really love, and mm-hmm. I and but it's like I feel I feel like ah, I'm good. Like, yeah, and that you know what's funny is that like oh, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna love it anymore because of this dark stuff that's associated with it. Yeah. I still am always... I really love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I yeah. I still really love Inglorious Bastards. Like, it's kind of what you were saying about Joss Whedon. Like, it's like, yeah, you can know all this stuff and still watch and enjoy Buffy. And, like, yeah. I could, I guess, know all this stuff and still watch and enjoy Kill Bill. But I feel like I don't love Kill Bill enough mm-hmm. for it to be worth it. The, the, the cost benefit yeah. for me in my affection, nostalgia, whatever it is, like, brain... It's just like oh, for this one, not so much for me. Yeah, I I don't feel like uh, I'll sell my soul to watch Rosemary's Baby, <laughs> but I'm not gonna sell my soul to watch Kill Bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, you know that's that's dramatic, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the anime part is great.
0: The anime part is great. It's you know, as I said, it's all obnoxiously stylized, but for some reason, I'm I'm on board with it. Like yeah. The colors
1: when he uses black and white, just like the way the shots are set up. I wanted to ask you about the black and white because you always read the trivia. Yeah, is so, that to get around the rating? Mm-hmm.
0: So there's this huge extended fight sequence. That's so frustrating. Um, but uh, what did it say? Oh, because it in and of itself was paying homage to. That's how people got around mm-hmm. ratings. Okay. In you know, before they were a little bit more lax, but also the MPAA, that's what it's called. Um, was like, this is
1: too much, too much blood. This is too much blood. So there's
0: like an entire section of this really extended fight sequence that is in black and white. So that, and there's, and then there's another section that is in like shadow. Like it's it's backlit. backlit Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And which is like cool. And so, Yeah, so the trivia was that yes, it was to get a you know like to appease them, but it was also paying homage because this was something that these types of films would have to do, yeah, um, in order to get away with these fight sequences. Um, So again, it's like kind that's like I think that's really cool. I think that's a really cool way to do it. I think it's a really it, um, you know the the points where he picks to make it black and white and to make it that backlit blue thing it's really great. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a different section of it. It's, it's all a choreographed dance and it's scene one, scene two, scene three, you know, like it just works really well. And like you said, he's coming with a lot of like film knowledge and a lot of just like
1: knowledge
0: of this craft. And I think he does a great job, but of his films, this one feels the most gratuitous, the most kind of just, he, he wanted something to jerk off to.
1: Right. Exactly. It really does. And, and it's like, that's fine. Sure. That's, that's fine. But, it, you know, it just... It, I, I feel like often his movies take all this shit, throw them in a blender, and mm-hmm. then it becomes its own thing. Yeah. And I feel like for this one, it doesn't feel like it ever gets to its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I remember correctly, and I've only seen it once because of my profound guilt about seeing it without you... <laughs> um. But I think that Kill Bill Volume 2 is less, like, fun.
0: Yeah, I think a, I
1: remember that too. Is a lot more of a, like, meditation on revenge and these long dialogue sequences. But I, it's like, I don't think this movie, um, maybe if you watch them all back to back or whatever, but like, you know, I think they release them as back to back in other countries or something like that, but, mm. but... I don't think it quite, like... uh, I don't know. I don't think it becomes its own thing. I think you're... I feel like when I'm watching it, I'm only watching, like, homage and pastiche. Yeah. And there's something interesting about... I mean, there's something interesting about Uma Thurman now kind of looking back on this and thinking and feeling wronged, which she was, Mm -hmm. in a movie about... Revenge against someone taking advantage of you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like a movie about a woman taking revenge against an evil man produced by Harvey Weinstein is like <laughs> it's you know, it's just an insane artifact. I also need to point out that um, the first fight sequence with Vivica, the first fight sequence with. Vivica, why can't I say her name? The first fight sequence with Vivica Fox. Very good. Um, her daughter gets off the bus yeah.
0: and they say,
1: and and comes in mid-fight to Uma Thurman and Vivica Fox fighting each other. And Uma Thurman says, how old are you? And she says, four.
0: <laughs> now at the time,
1: when I saw the movie, didn't notice Yeah, that. you were like, sure, four-year-old. I was four like, yeah, four-year-old. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. But as a father... <laughs> Of a four-year-old. Of a four-year-old. Of a I was current like, four-year-old. I was like, that girl's like eight. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> no four-year-old is just like hopping off the bus. Right. By themselves.
0: And speaking in the way that that child was speaking. Yeah, we have a four-year-old who's the size of a five-year-old and was still much smaller than that child. Throw
1: the movie away. <laughs> because of this oversight.
0: True. Is it available?
1: HBO Max HBO you can watch Max. it. Yeah. Um I mean I, I once again I think we have a pretty clear We do decision now, here. Now one thing we haven't talked about, this I did get this as part of a box set. That's why we own oh, it. Oh no. is that I bought it for cheap at some point, like on sale, the, the Quentin Tarantino Blu ray box and it was like yeah. everything through Django, I think. Oh. Um and uh, But now that box set is Incomplete, so it seems
0: like like, although, like. There's no reason to be precious about it. Also, I think
1: like, I lost the actual case in a flood
0: because <laughs> our
1: basement has flooded multiple times. So not here, many
0: times not here, not here. Not good. in our
1: previous, yeah, not good, but in our previous dwellings, yeah. So I don't think I actually have the case either. Great. So it's kind of like you know what? It's kind of like letting go of uh, material possessions. Never pod. <laughs> I guess so. Um, great. I think, I think goodbye to kill bill.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks. Th- thanks. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I hold any like super hardcore ill will in my heart for kill bill, but I'm also just like, yeah, you can go.
1: You don't have any ill will for kill bill.
0: I don't, I don't think so. Were you just saying it? Cause like ill will for kill bill.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get it. Hey, take a pill. Chill, man. Dill D- D- <laughs> D- 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 pickles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this podcast
1: oh, sucks.
0: Oh man, this is a goofy episode. That's okay. Goofy ep. Um. Thank you, Kill Bill, Volume One. Uh, see ya.
1: Let's. <laughs> let's Your uh, classic catchphrase. See ya. See
0: ya. <laughs> let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and pick this next matchup.
1: Let's do it. All right. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a
0: number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321
1: is 452. 452 is from 2001, From Hell.
0: Oh, that's the Ripper. Yep. Okay. You know what? I'm excited to watch that because I remember at the time liking it a lot, but also knowing that it was bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it feels like, it feels like, uh, one of the first movies that like new movies that came out yeah. that I saw where I was like, I know this is bad. This is not a good film and I love it. Great.
1: I love that. Do you know what I mean? That's the perfect movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I'm excited to see that. Great. I haven't watched it in years. Because right. you know what? I think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is
1: 779. 779 is from 2015. Magic Mike XXL. Oh! Oh! Is this our first sequel, like where we've done the first one, and now we're doing the second one? It
0: might be. I think it might be. Magic Mike XXL came out on my birthday.
1: Hey. Oh, and and this episode's going to come out on your birthday. It is going to come out on my er (laughs)
0: birthday. It is going to come out on my birthday.
1: Let's do it. I love that. From Hell and Magic Mike XXL XXL.
0: Uh, sins That's the common
1: thread Um The common thread Okay Cause,
0: cause magic by Lust Obviously
1: Yeah yeah Lust And then From Murder From
0: Is uh Wrath
1: Say wrath Okay I like this Right I like this Yeah Great <laughs> Nailed it
0: <laughs> Y'all thank you so much for I was about to say watching
1: Watching <laughs> Thank you for watching Oh god We're never going to end this. No.
0: Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web. Uh, Make sure you send us in rules if you have any rules. We love rules.
1: Yeah. Um, That would be rules for when we encounter... When we can't decide between when two When we movies, can't decide. How do we decide? And what can we do to help us decide?
0: Yeah, or as our most recent rule that was implemented, a punishment for not being able to decide. We'll take it too. Also, um, if you haven't and you would like to, please rate us and uh, review us on, on your various platforms. Because it helps uh, you know, bump us up in the old... Algorithm and uh, (laughs) I don't
1: like (laughs) algorithm
0: and gets other people noticing us, and that would be that would be cool. Um, listen, I hope that you uh beat the heat and stay cool this summer, all right, guys?
1: Beat the heat, beat unlike Uh, Kill Bill Volume One, right? Which did not beat the heat, did not beat the heat. Wow, it all comes together.
0: All right, come back next week and see who survives. D- DVD D- deathmatch. Death uh, Fiegmeister Fig Maestro. Fig dog.
1: Fig Girl. Sorry, I thought something would come to me. <laughs> Hold on, don't put that in the podcast. Oh no.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. My it stopped for a second because nothing rhymes with feed. It detected feedback, feedback, mm. feedback. like feedbag.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> a fig of their own. Fig of their own. <laughs> We gotta stop. Uh, We we gotta cut off. Fig of
0: Extraordinary Gentlemen.
1: Fig of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay.